Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 299. We should just stop here. Just just end, end just it all? Just end it here. <laughs> we already got plans for next week to celebrate. <laughs> yeah, we, we are one away from 300. We are. We shouldn't have taken a couple days off and we'd have already have hit it, but... I know. I have actually a podcast in my pocket that I could have posted to get us there already, but... You could have. Then we're, we weren't prepared, so... <laughs> Do you want to quick make a shout out to my nephew? Happy birthday, sixth birthday. Maybe when you're a couple years older and you can listen to swear words, you can go back and, <laughs> and hear that. Uh, I was thinking of you this week. Aww. Um, but yeah, we have a great show. Uh, I touched a lot on two books that had an overall theme: uh, Thor, Mighty Thor number seven hundred three, and Superman number thirty nine. Yep, and I covered a couple image books: Ice Cream Man number one and Days of Hate. Number one. And we talked a, actually a extensive amount, not extensive amount, but the theme of our news was pretty much all release dates yes. and things. And one significant cancellation, which was kind of, we were surprised that it wasn't canceled earlier. Right. So anyways, uh, everyone grab a, a, a good drink, a better one than the boost in the book pairing, <laughs> <laughs> and enjoy Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 299, Superman for the Win. I'm taking a wild stab in the dark here, but I'm guessing you're sad that you can't review the one yes. book that you wanted to. There is no Gene this week. I was super confused when I went into the comic book store, actually. And normally I don't talk to the people that work there because I just don't care. <laughs> but I actually went up to the counter and was like, did I miss? Yeah. Did they sell out already? Or did it not come out this week? Is it on back order? What's going on? He's like, no, I think they just skipped a week. And, yeah, and, Which is fucking stupid because you go one, two, three, right? Well, in a row. and they said that it's a weekly yeah. series, so. What are they doing? Why is it a week late? What's going on? Yeah, and, and like, there has to be some re- Like, obviously, they either planned for this or they had another book that they were pushing. Or maybe what they book? had a lot. They had a lot of books this week, and maybe next week is like, oh shit, we don't have anything coming out that week, so we'll just maybe to make... dumb. It's dumb. Yeah, stop it. Stop I was, it, Marvel. I, <laughs> I was. I had to do a double check <laughs> too. Yeah. So yeah, don't tell us you're doing these weekly things and then not. I know, especially when like literally you're taking for a five issue book, you're taking your sweet fucking time getting to the point. Yeah. And now uh, I gotta wait a week in between. It's gotta do with, it has to do with some sort of other reveal in a book, probably. Comic blue balls. But do you know, like, I think, and even though we mentioned it, though, I do think this is a big way that they're gonna have everything come back to the way it was. Yeah. Or at least some villains coming back, or and some heroes, like, just having... Same thing with the way the Avengers story is shaping up. Yeah. Um, How they're returning to the original... Well, the status Stuff. quo, yeah. just getting people that have been dead coming back. And I'm like, I hate those things. But if it's like a mass, like like the No More Mutants, that was fucking amazing. Right. Um, and then they then kept them depowered for a while. Mm-hmm. 
slowly coming back and everything, that was a natural progression of right. comic books. It took a long fucking time, which is, it, it should. It shouldn't be one day you have mutants, one day you don't, and then the next day you do again. <laughs> then that's, it's just none of it matters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did, uh, well, I know you don't read it. Uh, there's the two and one is what they called it, and it's a four, I believe it's a four part uh, mini series following uh, Johnny Storm and and Ben Grimm, and had to do with Doom kind of manipulating because they found a recording device of Reed Richards if he ever died, you know what he wants those two to do. Um, which was interesting because uh, I was at first like, and this was the week before, um, and I'll get to the reason why I bring it up now. Uh, there was a meta thing in there where he's saying, you know, you're listening to recording 1001 or whatever. The reason why is because I have a biometric sensor in here that knows we are nowhere within the multiverse. So this is probably the scenario and this is the oh message I'm sending. I'm like, God, read here. He's too fucking smart. Yep. Preview for next week, continuing on the story, because now I think they're in search of them. I don't know if that means this is going to be the return of Fantastic Four, but with everything shaken up and other properties and stuff, I could see them finally bringing them back, and I love me some Fantastic Four. Yeah, you do. Don't know why. Did you know that there's a Fantastic Four comic within the Marvel Universe? It's it's been talked about a lot before like a, because like it's meta like they have their own comic they book. have their own comic book because they have their own merchandise and right. everything because everyone loves them as, yeah. as heroes they turn into like a business almost yeah yeah and the preview for next week's uh, of that is Johnny Storm in the Fantastic Car going with Ben oh well I won't even review I'll probably review it next week but yeah. he's looking and reading I can't believe in this uh, in the Fantastic Four comic book. The Fantastic Four is no more, and Reed and, and Sue are trapped in another dimension, and we're supposed to go save them, which is meta because that is what they what are doing, doing in the comic book that you're reading. I like when they do that sort of things. Yeah, you do. You love Easter egg shit like that. Yeah. Um, let's talk about some books that came out this week. Let's do that. I probably have 50 million that I could choose from. Let's narrow it down. To two? Yes. <laughs> okay. I'm going to start off with uh, Superman number 39, uh, written by Peter Tomasi and Patrick Leeson. Um, Barry Kitson did uh, pencils. And I... Oh, this one hit all the feels. I literally did tear up a bit because... Oh, you're such a softie. It... it and I, the only reason why I picked this up, I, I have no love for Superman. I've said it multiple right. times before. He's too powerful. I feel this is one of the few... I've read a couple Superman books before, like the Death Superman and everything. But this is the first one in a while that I picked up. I picked it up because of the internet. Because of one specific panel that I'll, I'll get to later. But I also I have to say that the, the way this started off, too, knowing what it was going to be about, and I guess give it away because I'll talk about it. It's a... F- fun loving like story self-contained of superman bringing these cancer patients to the watchtower these young cancer patients um and it all kind of happens because outside of um the hospital he was fighting the demolition team which 
<laughs> there's like a steamroller dude that has like a steamroller. Oh my god! Like that's his power. There's Rosie who's got a rivet gun. Oh, they're like what is that team in Marvel that's like that? The Wrecking Crew. Yeah, but yeah. they have actually powers. Right. Like these Not people just... just seem like they have. They're lame. It was funny because Superman did get ran over by the steamroller. However, he's Superman. He's impervious yeah. to that stuff and. What I loved the most was uh, this juggernaut knockoff. Oh, yeah. Like, this dude was straight-up juggernaut. Don't you think his head is, like, he's dead? That... He ran straight into Superman. Superman doesn't even flinch. He's a wall. And where'd his head go? That head looks so crushed. Yeah. Like, he's, he's dead. Superman just <laughs> killed someone by accident. Well, technically, he committed suicide on Superman's chest, basically. (laughs) All in front of the kids in the hospital. But on on his way out, he, you know, says hi to the kids and everything, and and then one of the kids overhears him talking to the parents, and like, seriously, Superman's here. And what next is is the fun journey. Uh, Green Lantern makes a spaceship so that they can all go up into outer space, and it's touching because, you know, Superman is telling the parents, you know, everything will be safe. It's 100% fine. want to give these kids, though, something special to lift their, their hopes up. And when they get on the, the into the outer uh, space, they're asking him all these questions. And they're like, you know, what's Krypton like? You know, do you hang out with Batman? How sharp are Doomsday's bones? You know, is the Flash faster than you? All these normal things. And then he's like, you know, I didn't realize you'd have all these questions for us. And then... Someone just asked, uh, you know, what's it like to fly? And he's just like, that's the best power of all. And it's a kid that's in a wheelchair as well. And he's kind of the main mm. character of all these cancer people. He's the one that saw Superman talk to the parents and went back and said, Joe, hey, this is going on and stuff. And since they're in outer space, he's like, you know, just who wants to fly, you know, or float. So unbuckle. And it was even heartwarming, too, because the kid who's in a wheelchair had said, you know, the Superman asks him, why aren't you getting out? And he's, my legs don't work. I don't know if I'll be able to control where I'm going. I'll bump into people. And Superman's like, I'll be right here for you. Aww. And what really got me was he was saying, I wish uh, Daisy could be here. Um, was that the girl? Because um, she, uh, no, find the page. Uh, because she uh, she died. Oh, oh. That oh, is... Gail. Wish Gail could have been here. Um, she, she, she was his best friend. She died like a week before. Fuck. And that's that's where I'm like, yeah. <laughs> that was the first of the many kind of like tearing up of, okay, this is... Wow. They're really, I mean, they're not sugarcoating yeah. it. But this is all before even getting to the Watchtower. And that's where the fun begins, you know. Superman's just saying, you know, you, you're going to see this... or. That Gale is seeing this and doing this through your eyes. Um, so, you know, kind of gave him kind of some, you know, nice feelings of, you know, even though she can't be there, you know. Right. Enjoy it. The reason why I got, <laughs> picked this book up was there was a, pretty much a, the, the post was the items to find, which they were doing a scavenger hunt. And... Oh, before that, even though they're having fun with all the superheroes, like they're swimming with in Aquaman's tank, and you know, playing with Wonder Woman and batarangs with with Batman, and through it at all, throughout it all, this uh, page spread was amazing. 
the art. Mm-hmm. They all look like, as you said, photographs. Like, yeah. I mean, there's a couple where they, they you know, break well, that. It's just montage. But of... it totally looks like somebody just took a pile of photographs and, like, dropped it on a table. And you can see all the different little scenes. Just by the way they did the borders, because it's not just a black border between them all. They do, mm-hmm. like, the white... Like, it's the edge of a picture. Yeah, and I love whenever they use the Flash's uh, speed force to just show how he can be everywhere at once, and it's just there's that that streak in the past. So Mm -hmm. in all the pictures, there's a streak in the past that you can see him having different uh, cancer patients with him going that fast, and I'm just enjoying it. Right. Especially uh, um, having the main character here... uh, Going on in his wheelchair and just being like hitting the speed force. Um, is that wheelchair structured to go that fast? <laughs> yeah. I'm a little nervous. As a as a parent, I would be a little nervous about my kid's wheelchair going that fast. But <laughs> but anyways, they're getting to the scavenger hunt, and the funniest thing, you know, find Superman's cape, you know, a batarang, you know, Flash's badge, and everything. But a picture of Batman smiling is the hardest thing to find. <laughs> yes. And Did whoever, anybody ever find a picture of Batman so, smiling? So th- Spoilers. It, it, it was fun, too, just the way that they were, you know, going about it. You know, the like the insignia, Flash insignia was under something. Uh, I love that the um, cape was these curtains um, in one of the rooms. Like, you know, mm-hmm. these red curtains. Like, mm-hmm. oh, it's there. So it was kind of cheesy in the sense of them finding everything because it was meant to be kind of found right but also cool that these i guess cool but also when you really think of it these are some pretty powerful fucking weapons right and these kids are snooping around the watchtower like pulling open drawers and stuff well i mean i'm I'm, you can see you know that some of the you know some of the people are there watching them Ah. do some you know they're obviously and they got cameras everywhere right but still yeah, go grab the the Green Lantern battery. Yes, like, yeah. the lasso of truth. Yeah. Let's go get that bad boy. <laughs> a sharp battering, like that's something kids should be playing with. So, but you know, still no one had gotten uh, a picture of Batman, and they kept trying. They kept poking him. They kept tickling. It, trying, you know. And, and Latif, the kid that was in the wheelchair, like I said, kind of the main character of all of them. Mm-hmm. You know. He wa- he went up to him and he just whispered something in his ear, and just he just kind of like. Hmm. That's the best Batman smile. Yeah, and it's just I like that it's just the. Hmm. And you see all the pic- the cameras like the sound mm. of the pictures going off. And I love you know, Wonder Woman asked you know you know how'd you get Batman to smile? Pretty easy, just told him a joke and then Batman just there like, hmm. it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> like. What joke did you tell Batman to make him smile? The first thing I went to was the killing joke, because at the end, Batman laughs in that, and I'm like, God, that's like... That's a little much, Tony. Yeah. I feel like Batman would be a fan of dad jokes, probably. (laughs) Dead dad jokes? Oh, no! I thought the the one other time, though, like, I was just happy reading this, and everything was feel good, and then even towards the end, where... You know, Superman's asking about the rocks, and then they wrote their names in them, and they're going to be on the moon forever. Because that was their last treat, you know. they right. He brought them all to the moon just for this wonderful view of Earth. Wow. Which, imagine that. That would be beautiful in of itself. Right. Um, 
nobody gets to experience. And they were going to leave, but uh, and even uh, Latif, who won technically because he got Batman to smile, uh, it was good, supposed to be one prize, but he's like, can't everyone go? And of course, everyone can go. Right. But, you know, they were go- he was going to leave, and then they're like, can we just stay for a little bit longer? It's like, absolutely. Like, this Aww. is awesome. This is this makes me hate Superman a little bit less. Yeah, because he's not being like God. He's just being human. Right. Well, he's being he's being the Boy Scout. Well, that's the thing. His human he has the thing about Superman and the reason why so many people love Superman as a hero. Yes, he's overpowered. He is a, basically a god in the DC universe. Um, but he has more humanity for not being an actual human than. All of the other superheroes. So that's, I think, the draw. And it's very clear in this this issue. But I love when DC does... Because, you know, they used to do that shit in, in their comics all the time. They would do those random one-off stories mm-hmm. that were just heartwarming, fun well, stories. Well, even... Because, like I said, I don't like the goody two when you don't have to pretend to be goody two shoes all the time, you can just be normal. Yeah. Like in the Batman books when they were having their super date and he's just being normal. He's just Clark Kent. Yeah. Basically. And just being normal, not having to be the upstanding citizen. He's just a normal person. Right. Um, so. Yeah. It's really good. Do you have anything uh, that's heartwarming? No, actually. <laughs> no, I do not. I have a couple books and then I'm going to do them both right in a row just because I'm not going to review either of them in full. Um, because one I really like the story of, and the other one I really like the art in. Um, so I'm going to do quick reviews of both of them. But the first one I read is Ice Cream Man from Image. Ice Cream Man number one. Okay. Um, it, the cover is really what drew me to it. It's like, I don't know. It is literally looks like a dude made out of ice cream, but it's like a face within a face within a... F- it's really fucking creepy. That is... <laughs> And then, was, and is this like the Candyman? Like, well, he's the bad guy? Well, yeah. <laughs> so, the the book started, like, it. this book takes place in, in, like, any suburb in America. Like, literally, you could just insert a suburb here and it would, it could take place in that. And it kind of follows two different stories that end up, meeting in the middle um the first one well the whole book starts with kids getting ice cream from the ice cream man but then you follow this kid who's there getting ice cream without his parents and you follow him home and the whole time you're following him the narration is giving you facts about this spider called the Brazilian wandering spider oh shit how it's like the most venomous spider in the world and so like they're just little blocks of text that tell you about this spider and you're like something is going to happen is going to happen there's no reason for you to be telling me about this spider if something you know, didn't happen actually unless it was so obviously being probably more of a, a darker book it, you know something's going to happen right. if it was a lighter book they'd be telling you all this and all of a sudden you'll see the person just step on it yeah. like yes no and it's not that kind of book <laughs> um because you get he gets home and like he he puts a clothespin on his nose and then he walks in the house which i thought was a great like artistic way to show that something is off in this house because why would you need to put a clothespin on mm-hmm. your nose either your house is gross or something's dead inside 
And after learning about this mm-hmm. spider that's the most venomous thing in the world, you probably are going to assume that something is dead inside. And there is. It's his parents. Um, Damn. <laughs> he has this... The spider is his pet. So, and he... It, to me, it seems like... And the, the way it was written, I think, that's totally on purpose. He doesn't realize that... His pet spider and the death of his parent. Like, I don't even know that he realizes his parents are dead. Like, he either has emotionally, like... Blocked it out. Blocked it out and just thinks there's something wrong with them. But they do not look right at all. No, they look... No. There's, yeah, they're, they're definitely yeah. decomposing. Yes. So, but he's like, the spider crawls all over him and, like, does not bite him. Fuck. It's, I hate spiders. I, know. I hate this book already. <laughs> So you 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 cut through this scene and the art in this is really great. It's I mean, you know, it's very succinct in what it's trying to tell and the dead parents I mean, you yeah. <laughs> but then you skip to to the next plot you're going to follow which is this cop and she's in the police station. I was going to call it the cop center. <laughs> <laughs> Cop headquarters. Um, and they're talking. Fireman place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the cop place. She's in the cop place. Um, talking to this woman uh, who is concerned about this monster that's running around in the woods. And she says that this monster has eaten her cat. And she has the cat in her purse. Well, she has the bones of her cat in her purse. Because she thinks that this creature that she saw that kind of looks like a cat, like a giant werewolf type cat maybe judging by the picture that she had the sketch artist draw sucked all the skin and flesh off the cat okay so obviously they blow it off because this woman sounds fucking crazy right well that's when these two stories kind of meet and you get the little boy she she ends up having to go check on these parents of this little boy because neither of them have gone to work so both of their jobs have called them in as missing. So she goes to check on the little boy and that's when things get a little crazy and you learn about the why this is called the ice cream man and you learn about the ice cream man and the spider and the ice cream man and this cat werewolf looking thing all kind of come together to make a very interesting villain. Okay. That will be in this story. Um, I don't want to give too much away. I'm intrigued enough by the spider. Yeah. That I kind of want to watch read this with with being t- not wanting to read this. <laughs> it's a little yeah yeah. It's, it's, it's ugh. spiders gross me out too, but um you know it 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 was it was definitely I'm not quite sure what the ice cream man is yet. I don't know. To me, the way they've played it out and the way they've drawn him is he seems to be affected by other animals and the animals give him weird ass powers. But um, you have to read the book to kind of figure that out for yourself. I'm not going to go into it much after that. Um, But it was good. And it kind of reminds me the way these weird things are happening and no one in this town seems like the cops do not seem surprised by this. Like the spider thing. It kind of reminds me of like a Tales from the Dark Side. 
Outer Limits sort of story. Like, maybe that's the kind of book it's going to be, where they're all going to have this one character that weaves in all of them, but all this other weird shit's going to be going on alongside of it. Which will be... I love those fucking kind of books, so... Um, I guess I should give props to the people who wrote this. So this is written by W. Maxwell Prince with the art by Martin Maraza and colors by Chris O'Halloran. So, yeah, I mean, I haven't picked up an image book in a really long time, actually. So, you know, let's see where this one goes. Uh, but my next one, I'm not even going to talk about the story um, because it can be very divisive. It's called Days of Hate. This is also from Image. Days of Hate number one. And this book is uh, basically what the writers who are, oh, let me see if I can find the page now. Of course, it's never in the beginning. It's probably on the back. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's written by Alice Coat and drawn by a name that I cannot pronounce, Danigel Zilij. That is a lot of... There's a lot of little things above all the vowels in it, so I'm not sure exactly how you pronounce that name. I'm very sorry. But Jordi Belair did the colors in it. Zezel? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So. Fuck, ask me to try to pronounce his name. <laughs> right. So I have to give Jordi props in this book. Jordi Belair fucking colors everything, and it's always amazing. But um, the ink. And in this book is awesome and heavy. And you made the comment when you looked at it that everything looked dirty. And that's totally on purpose because this world that they're building is like post now, the way the liberals fear the country is going, like making that a reality. So things are crazy. Again, I'm not going to speak to what's going on. You should read this book. Definitely. Um, But there's a two-page spread in here where they're showing the city and an explosion that happened through events that occurred in this book. And to me, it looks like one of those spray paint things that you see people do really quickly, but they always look amazing with the black over it. And it's just really impactful because you can't get night scenes like this very often. Um, And it really makes the explosion look super cool. So... If you want to know what this book is about, definitely pick it up. The art is great. The it subject matter, the subject matter, is interesting. Um, you know, my politics lean towards liking this book. Your politics may not, but <laughs> that's for you to decide. <laughs> Alrighty, um, my, I really, really, really want to talk about Doctor Strange three eighty four that came out this week. We finally find out what's behind that door. Mm. However, I think I'm going to save it for next week so that I can discuss it with my brother who will come on board for episode 300. Oh my 300. god, episode 300 is next week. Yeah. Um, Derek Ray is also coming as well. So Nice. We'll have like the second iteration-ish of the crew. Yeah. Adam decided to not come back from Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't want to pay, to pay the train ride. Right. <laughs> it's fine. It makes sense. You know what, though? I, I honestly, I know he wouldn't be able to. I mean, it's a long way to just come for a podcast, so I didn't ask him. I would feel like shit, though, if I didn't ask him, so yeah. maybe I will message him, and who knows? Maybe we'll get Adam. Maybe he just happens to be in town the next weekend. I mean, when he was in town, he didn't really ever show <laughs> yeah, up, so true. I would not count on that. 
Love you, Adam. <laughs> but I'm going to review uh, The Mighty Thor number 703. And remember what I... Well, yeah. Remember the whole 10 minutes ago what I just reviewed with Superman. Remember when? And, and the cancer patients. Remember that time? <laughs> you know what's going on with, with Jane Foster, right? Yes. Cancer. Yes. So this was a different take on... And I didn't even think of that at first when I was like... I'm going to review this because it was pretty awesome. And then, oh, wow, that kind of ties in there. You have a theme this week. Yes. Yeah. A, a shitty theme. Weird but. ass theme, yes. But one of the big things that uh, has been it, this uh, story arc is the death of Mighty Thor. And it comes to a head pretty much. Uh, it's not concluded yet. But some major events happened. Uh, the Mangog um, is pretty much destroying um, Asgardia. And he's he just on a destruction to kill gods. He's not looking for Thor or anything purposefully. He just, you get in his way. Well, I do have to say too, because Thor's been written amazingly by Jason Aaron. Um, and the art in here too, uh, Russell Dodderman, when he when when the uh, Mangog comes to the Bifrost and they're like destroy the Bifrost, you know, and, and lock them out. When they destroy it, it's one of the most awesome, beautiful. Uh, it looks like paint and fireworks mixed together. Like and, if you could shoot paint into your fireworks and then have the paint splatter everywhere. So I do have to give Matthew Wilson, he was a color artist, that he should get definite credit for those. The colorists paint. are killing it this week. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, even just the scenes in the beginning, too, it it really brings it out. And obviously it's, it's more of the Marvel style uh, drawing, but... It, it's it's really colorful. It is super colorful. And with what has happened within the and sparkly, which is hard to do just with color. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and and so there's some other key players in here. It's the Thor's inner circle, who knows that it's Jane Foster right now. And there's not that many. There's actually Falcon. Uh, I don't want to say Odinson. I want to just say Thor. Right. Thor knows Thor. <laughs> Um, Doc Strange, and then a, um, who was in the beginning of this, a uh, person named Roz, who's a S.H.I.E.L.D. person. Okay. But I like that they have Doctor Strange. What's happening to Doctor Strange is he's kind of battling with Loki. Um, oh, God, I want to talk about that book so bad. Um, here, though, it seems like this, this takes place maybe, like, a day or two before the last issue with it, because he's not all mystical, uh... Right. He looks like a dude. With the tree, yeah. you know, of... Yeah. He's just the the um, veterinarian. Right. But he still has some magic powers and, you know, things happen every now and then. Like this giant uh, octopus thing in the trash can. But they're all feeling, you know, that something happened. And in the last issue of Thor, she collapsed in Asgard. And she wakes up now in uh, a coma or wakes up from being knocked out for a couple of days in the hospital. And there is the inner circle, the friends um, that are telling her. And Dr. Strange even was trying to do some, uh, not pretty much using his mystical powers to see where the cancer is spread or where mm. it's at, see how bad it is. Cause she was saying like, no magical cures. 
And that's one thing that I was trying to think of, too, is I always thought that within Captain Marvel, the original one, died from cancer. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those things that I... What happens within comic books, I think that's the one thing that they don't... They can't cure diseases. They probably could. Reed Richards could easily have probably found something. Right. But I even think they've even said in within uh, the Fantastic Four books before, and I may be wrong, that they've just said, though, cancer is just on curable now right which sucks yeah but even magic could maybe work i don't know the whole logic behind she doesn't want uh, a cure but this is where the shit gets heavy so we still have the the mangog like i said um up there in in asgard asgardia mm-hmm. uh wrecking shit uh call who is odin's brother long lost brother who is part of the um, everyone gets a hammer event is now kind of was in charge. Odin just came back last episode or last last, last episode book. on Thor. And he's saying, Cole's saying that he's going to find whatever the man God loves and he's going to kill it and make it suffer and everything. And then the man God comes back. The only thing that, that he loves or that he loves is how it feels to break God's beneath, uh, you know, my hands. Mm. And I have a whole lot of love to give. <laughs> and I was like, that's a good line. Yeah. He's wrecking havoc up there, and you have what you find out is the cancer, which originally started as breast cancer for Jane. Right. And it, it looked like the, the treatments and the chemotherapy was uh, doing its work. It was going to go away. Stage one, awesome. However, when she got the hammer, she would transform mm-hmm. into uh, the goddess of, of thunder. It was a very interesting explanation of why every time she turned back into a human, she got worse. And that is when she would transform into a god, her body changes, her cancer would stay there, but all the chemo drugs, because it's not part of her, mm-hmm. would would like leave her body. Oh. So when she turned back into a human, the cancer treatment and the chemo wasn't in her body still trying to cam- combat the, the mm. cancer. I know that's interesting thought. Yeah, how that works, and then does it just? How does it leave her body? Magic. Hmm. But I also f- found it interesting too, where uh, Stephen Strange like this also then went from your rest to your lymph nodes to your liver to this and that. You have stage four, this and that. He's like you, she's like a walking tumor, pretty much. Right. She has a lot of cancer in herself. Looks grim, even with any of the best treatments, which is what they're all saying. We can help you. We can find you good treatments. But if you transform into Thor or time, she's already been having episodes where she's been passing out, even when she's the goddess of thunder, because her body still, even though in that body that she has, the cancer's still there, but it's not killing her because she's got her god powers. Right. It's still there. And if she were to transform back into a human, it would be the end of her. She would just drop dead. And I'm like, damn, that's, I that's, see where this is going because, gonna have to because something's going on yeah. on Asgardia. And one of the things that I have not liked with the series is they've gave uh, Majorner a sentience. Ugh. The hammer can kind of fly on its own, can kind of go around. It speaks telepathically with her. And I really, it, it's unnecessary. Very much so. It, it was interesting in an aspect of like it gave a a new dimension and and having 
Jane learn about things. It helped her grow as Thor. But it just feels forced. Right. Why did it never talk to Odin's son? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Who who knew that it had a mind of its own and can fly around? It's weird. And so I've known that within the series is one of the things I kind of ignore. Well, of course, the hammer comes and is flying into the, um, the hospital room. Everyone's like, you know. Don't the, touch it. The shield, yeah, shield person's got a gun on it. It's like, what's that going to do? <laughs> Odin's son's like pushing it back because he's still super strong. Um, Doctor Strange is like doing magic. Like, don't let her touch it because she touched it. She's going to transform. And she gets out of bed. And she's going to go touch it. I'm like, don't do it. No. And holy shit. This was one of the most interesting turns of of anything is she then decided, I can't, I got to stay here as a human and get treated. It sucks that shit's going on up there. Right. Odin's son's going up there and that's kind of how the book ends. You know, he's going to take on the man god with, yeah. with his dad. But is this the death then of the mighty Thor if she isn't the Mighty Thor anymore. Right. Is that what the death is? Instead of her actually physically dying, Mm. she can't be Thor anymore. So what happens to the hammer? I mean, obviously, when she dies, somebody else will pick up the hammer, right? Is that how it works? No, it's not like someone else has to be Thor. The the hammer's just a hammer. The hammer, for a long time, uh, I mean, it gives you powers, but as I've bitched and complained before thor was young thor thor was thor ever thor was trying to lift it up from within the vault right it's just a hammer right that helps you conduct electricity right. and shit so it's more of a, a magical staff kind of, of okay. anything that only a couple people can wield because they're worthy right. that's like the curse enchantment on it right but it would it would essentially be in place for however many years until someone was worthy to pick it up. Mm. Um, some stories have shown that where the hammer's just been there for forever. But with a sentient and being able to fly all around now, right. who knows? Maybe it could. It's so gonna like, be our new danger room. You remember when danger room went sentient? Oh yeah. <laughs> danger though is a cool character. Yes. It's dumb that yeah it then became a robot. Yeah. yeah. But whatevs. But I, I have a feeling like what you're saying almost is like a Green Lantern ring where mm. if it doesn't have a wear, it needs to find someone. Yeah. And now you kind of think, though, yeah, this hammer would at least kind of know who's worthy. Right. right. And or, it would want somebody to wield it. Or if when it can fly on its own, it could it not play some pranks where it could act like it's oh being lifted God. by someone, like just to yeah. fuck around? That, I, you know, since they've gone this direction... I feel like they need to fully commit and, like, do something like that instead of, like, pulling back on it. Fully push it towards sentience. Like, fully. I mean, I 100% do see this being a death. And, again, another death by cancer that won't be fixed or erased. Like, and as sad as I want to say, it's awesome that, that Jane has had a good run in her book, though. She was always just a secondary character. Not to say secondary characters aren't good in books. Right. But when reading the Thor books, that was always the lamest kind of part. Secondary characters in books like that are meant to give the primary characters something. Yeah. Whether it's a reason to fight or a reason for revenge 
or something like that. Their death makes them do this, or they leave the person, so it makes them do that. Like, they're always, they're integral, integral, integral to the part, to the book, but, like, they can also be replaced by somebody else who can fill that role. Well, it, it kind of like Lois Lane. Right. Back in the day, that's all she was. Now, though, she's actually a person of her own. Yeah. But that's because she's had she's Fuck had a yeah. lot longer of a spotlight to have, you know, in series, you know. Right. So we've it's seen that. It's kind of sad that it took this long for her to get this far. Really, if you think about it. <laughs> yeah, that is true. <laughs> um, so would it be sad? Yes. Would Marvel be losing an amazing character? Yes. Would it be forever? I th- I know I do think it would be you if they so? whenever I think someone goes by cancer they just kind of leave that's the one reason like I said why I love that the whole Captain Marvel person is still dead they brought right. him back which pissed a lot of people off but it was for a short-lived mm. like, thing right and he was like that was dumb that was just for pushing getting some money yeah but that they there's the certain people that cannot come back Uncle Ben mm-hmm. you know they brought Gwen back, but in a different way. Right. Well, and they've done that with Uncle Ben and other Spider-Man. So, yeah, I could so. see them taking another Jane Foster from a different universe, but... Why? But, yeah, I think that it, it cheapens the death, then. Yeah. In the sacrifice that I know she's going to do. She's going to grab the hammer to go save the day. <sighs> I hope the hammer... I hope... Oh, my God. This is going to be super morbid. I hope she dies... <laughs> While she's holding the hammer, and the hammer absorbs her essence, and then Thor picks up the hammer, and there's always going to be this connection with the ha- her in the hammer, kind of, and him holding the hammer. It'll mm-hmm. they'll be like a team. It'll be cute. <laughs> I did find it interesting, though, that, uh, that uh, Sam Wilson, Falcon, was one of the few that knew as yeah. well. And I haven't been reading... He was going on about how, you know, we teamed up the one time, and you know, I was Captain America then, but I'm Falcon again now, and, you know, anyway, just seeing if you want to maybe go grab a bite to eat or something, and <laughs> and that was just, like, his, like, scene in there, and then, obviously, he got a phone call of, like, right. you know, why, um, you know, to go to the hospital, but I was like, oh, Sam's got the hots for her, you know, and, yeah. and then it was kind of cool to then he knew... Who it is? Because like it, like I said, it was a long it was a long mystery. Yeah, we didn't even like the reader didn't even know for a very long time who she was. And and that's well, mysteries of people is is something that's always interesting within comic books because you have all these fan theories. I remember uh, when in my lifetime, and and I know it's happened before, but when they had all the Hulks and mm. there was the Red Hulk, mm, who that was, yeah, and yeah. which actually he's underutilized. I haven't seen him. Uh, much lately, but uh, Thunderbolt Ross, which made perfect sense that they had all these other Hulks of people who've been so close to Bruce Banner Hulk, got some of his radiation, and then um, was experimented on and turned into... But it was... Awesome storyline, but most people called it Mm -hmm. um, before it did. So we have that happening again with another red creature. I'm just going to say, even... We could call this a rumor, but I don't even know that it's rumor status. Well, no, well, uh, it already, Amazon accidentally ruined it. The book's not even, the reveal's not even out. Amazon, England, U.S. has got their shit together. Okay. (laughs) 
But on the 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 uh, collected uh, paperback of it, it has uh, it said something about you know who is the the red or the red menace uh, Norman Osborn. Pretty much, they flat out say who then yeah. is this red goblin. I can read if I can read the description. Oh yeah, do the, it. The, so. Spoiler, um, but I spoilers, said. but you know this is on the internet, so sorry about it. Uh, so the it's called Go Down Swinging is the next arc of Spider Man. Uh, Go Down Swinging. Norman Osborn has finally found a way to become a goblin again, and is gunning for Spider Man in the biggest way possible. His new weapon, the Carnage Symbiote. <laughs> There's never been a bigger, tougher Goblin Spider Man story than this. So you look at the pictures of it. It totally. It looks yeah. like Carnage is on you know on top of the the Goblin, mm-hmm. which who is always the Goblin mainly. Norman Osborn. Yeah. Yeah. So of course that's who I'm thinking it is, and that's why I think he's red. Right. So there's, yeah. Well, and the way it's so, so the way it's drawn is it could be just shaded, right? Shaded red. But when when you find out that it's the Carnage symbiote and you look at it, you're like, oh no, that's black and red. That's totally like... Okay, yeah. Yeah, what Carnage looks like. So, I, like again, I, why we leave some things mysteries when they're going to be easily found yeah. out? Thanks, Amazon UK. Here's the thing too, though. Why... Some of these things, like the promotional material or the picture... Don't show the picture until you're going to reveal... Well, I guess, right. obviously, they would reveal the pictures of it, but you wouldn't know who it is still. Right. It'd be easier to guess, though, based on this picture. Yeah. Um, it'll, It's interesting, though, because the Carnage symbiote feeds off of insanity, basically. So, and Norman Osborn is fucking batshit crazy. Um, <laughs> so, it'll be interesting to see how... Just how crazy... Uh, this gets crazy speaking of crazy oh my god <laughs> it's not really a good transition into <laughs> actually this is crazy now I'll, I'll think of something else that i was gonna say they just now canceled inhumans i that's fucking crazy that they didn't that. do it before and it was like the headline i read that was like we think abc is it abc that it's on yeah we think abc has finally canceled inhumans and i'm like you think I'm pretty sure that cancel was canceled the first day it aired. Yeah, but that it's now finally officially. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, there's. I so am happy that my brother said let's not watch it at the movie theater and waste money. Yeah. Even though we still had high hopes for it, then I just I have refused to watch it, and I saw a scene when I was like looking up someone posted about this uh, about a fight that she had with Maximus or with Medusa had with Maximus and the hair which looked terrible in like one of the worst fights ever where some people like kind of go up to her but then the hair stop they're going one by one mm-hmm. so this is like the shittiest yeah um, they really can't get the hair to do more than one thing at a time and then Maximus shaves her head yeah that would have never happened well yeah cuz the hair well they someone did something where like snuck up on her, which the hair is kind of has its mind of its yeah. own, so you wouldn't ever be able to do that, but came up to her and mind-wiped her head or something, like, pretty much kind of took away her powers for a minute. Mm-hmm. And, and she's screaming, no, don't! And you see him have, like, these clippers and just Ugh. start shaving her head. And I go, 
A, I never did think that that would be something that you could do. Right. Have They've never done that, have they? I can't imagine. I can imagine they probably have, not that I can recently remember them doing. Mm-hmm. But then again, though, her hair seems to be able to grow extensively, too. Right. Obviously, in in a realm of the the Marvel, you know, TV realm, having her have short hair doesn't mean shit because she can't really do much with it. But it was a vast improvement than what the hair looked like. So, <laughs> and that's a reason. Uh, that's all that I have to watch of this show. I'm never going to. Yeah, I um watched fifteen twenty minutes of the first episode. Um, and I can stomach a lot, and I watched it with Connor, who also can stomach a lot of just terrible shit, and we were both like, do we want to keep watching this? <laughs> and he goes, no, I don't. So, we shut it off. It was terrible. And so, yeah, sad. Sad, sad that it was so terrible. You know it makes me happy? What? Weddings. Really? Weddings make you happy? Nah, they actually make me sad inside, <laughs> but, but the free booze is always nice. Yes. Open so, bars, I should say. Not the wedding, but... Um, so Marvel teased earlier in 2017, later in 2017? Yeah, in 2017, like two months ago, a month ago. Uh, that there was going to be a wedding that is happening in June of 2018. A big wedding! And... Two thoughts were Wolverine coming back and Jean coming back. Maybe they finally get together. Right. But then that would seem a little forced how yeah. quickly. Right. So, but then my biggest thought was Thanos and then uh, Hela. Right. To pull her in as being death within. Because it was already shown within the pages of one of the Thor books of them kind of being together right. later in life. So, I was way wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I did, wouldn't have even thought about this. So, our favorite on-again, off-again X-Men couple is finally going to make it official. Kitty and Colossus. Yes, and I didn't know that they were on-again recently. Right. Because the last I knew, she was kind of dating dating uh, Peter Quill. That was a couple years ago, and yeah. I know that kind of fizzled out, too. But I'm happy, because Colossus is such an awesome... They're good together. And that's what I always, in the Days of Future Past storyline, um, where they show them together, I always thought was really awesome, because then that gave me hope that they would end up together. But my favorite Kitty and Classes moment came from Jaws Whedon's run on the Astonishing X-Men, when they brought Classes back, because um, they're... They were there was this big thing at the beginning of that run where they were gonna bring somebody back and they didn't know who. Everyone thought it was gonna be Gene, so of course mm-hmm. I started reading it just in case. <laughs> um, plus, I love Jazz Whedon, uh, but it ended up being Colossus that they they brought back because he had died or sacrificed himself. I can't even remember what storyline led into that. Um, and then so Kitty's super happy to see him, and you know they reunite. And then the next morning they're sitting at the breakfast table eating breakfast, and Wolverine walks into the room and he sniffs the air, and he goes, "Oh, about fucking time." He doesn't say fucking because it's a comic <laughs> book, but he's like about time, meaning he could, which is weird to say out loud. He could smell that they totally just hooked up, and I was like, "Yay, finally!" <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was amazing. So I'm very excited about this. Well, again, this is uh, much like with uh, 
the Batman engagement, which I didn't touch Batman this week because I'm a little pissed. They threw a monkey, a monkey or a wrench in the machine. Yes. With that, with Wonder Woman, no, and no. I'm like, it, it, I hope this is just kind of a red herring. But if that breaks up, I will seriously be pissed. Yeah. I want to see some change every now and right. then, and Kitty has. Was it well? They were both younger then, right? But Kitty has turned into like a leader right. of one of the teams. Kitty is one of the only X Men characters who's actually aged as well because she was like fifteen when she started in the X Men, and now she's solidly in like her thirties or forties. I don't think not forties. She's getting up there. I would say she's thirty. Well, she looks a little bit more adultish too. Yeah, but I'd say maybe thirty. Yeah. Let's put Colossus around maybe a little bit older right. than 30, 30. He's been that age for a very long time. Yeah. She's a, she's actually aged, which was funny because that was the, one of the biggest things when they first were attracted to each other is she was so much younger than him. So now they're, they finally reached the point in their retcon <laughs> stories where, they, where <laughs> yeah. they're the same age. And now they can finally get married without it being weird. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll buy this, especially if they do an awesome marriage cover because I have... Um, I want to do... I, I have the... Wedding of Scott and Jean, obviously. But I also have that really awesome cover of Gambit and Rogue kissing on the front of the cover. So I want another one to add mm-hmm. to my collection. I think it's sweet. <laughs> Did you know that they're going to be making an Indiana Jones 5? Yes. Harrison Ford is Harrison just... Harrison Ford is just going to die just like, making he, movies. Well, he's... Yeah, just wants to have all of his movies have a comeback yeah. within the next couple yeah. of years. Which, hey, that's easy cash paychecks for him. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I'll eat. Well, okay, I do want to watch another Indiana Jones. Um, but. I need to erase the last one out of my head. Like, I don't want that last one, the Crystal Skull, to be the last Indiana Jones. True, movie. yes. And maybe they honestly pass it off to someone that can do a mark. I still love Shia LaBeouf. Ugh. He is. I, he, he's weird. Yeah, he's, he is fucking crazy. Yes. <laughs> he did, did you know? I think we talked about it before. Like, a summer or two ago, he did a. Of going out west and like started geotagging where he was at and if people want to come find him yes. if they found him they'd hang out with him for a day he also live streamed himself watching his own movies oh yeah I remember he yeah. did that too which... and crying <laughs> Sam Witwicky is oh. still a treasure but I, I it sucks that that didn't have where yeah. it's going. and it was like there was always supernatural shit in all of them I don't think going the whole alien route was the best. No, because the supernatural stuff that happened in the other ones were based in, like, actual lore of, like, the societies they were digging into, basically. Um, except for the Nazi thing. Although Nazis and and all that shit have kind of been tied together for a while. I think the Nazis actually did look for the Holy Grail for a hot minute. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, so when is that supposed to come out? Next year? This year? Well, that's what, uh, right now, it's, they're waiting on Steven Spielberg, but it looks like he's, they've wanted to do it. Mm -hmm. It looks like that's going to be Steven Spielberg's next movie. Mm. So when it all gets underway, it probably is going to be two years from now that we'll see it. Harrison will hang on for that long. (laughs) And not degrade his speech any any more than what it already is so we can actually understand what he's saying in the movie. (laughs) And not crash any planes before then. True, yeah, that's a big thing. (laughs) Um, So, did you know that they're going to 
do Black Widow now as a movie? Yeah, we'll see. They've said that a couple times and they've given it release dates and they've shoved it into the Marvel movie release schedule before and then it never happens. So Well, uh it's it's there's three mystery spots within the Marvel calendar for twenty twenty. Mm, mystery and, spots. Yeah. And with that being said, people have been rumoring yes, this movie for a while. But they're also looking at it, maybe not just her, but having mm. another female cast, almost like uh, the what were it? What was the team? The A team that they had within Marvel, the all girl Avengers team book oh. that they had for a while. Oh, yeah, I can't remember. Captain Marvel and right. uh, Black Widow America and, and yeah, I, I could see them doing something more yeah. like that and pulling those characters in too. I think you could do a solid Black Widow movie alone. I However, think... it would be a it would be a different it would genre be a spy movie. But you'd also feel like you want more heroes in it, right? Because you always get happy, like in Spider Man, you get to see um, Iron Man in it. Mm-hmm. Cool, that's their shared universe. You don't want to always just have the. So I feel like a spy movie because her her rogues gallery is. There's a couple, but it's not good just her. Right. No, no one pretty much knows them. They're all sleeper agents here or there. Right. So you need to have someone else come in. I don't know. I, I have faith in... We'll see. I'm not getting my hopes up for that one because uh, I've been disappointed in the past. And I've just learned <laughs> <laughs> not to get too excited about that shit. Did you watch Castlevania on Netflix? No, I did not. Fuck you. you. It's quick, quick. It's I only just, like four episodes. I just don't want to. Uh, <laughs> Did Josh at least watch it? No. Oh my God. It is so fucking good. Well, anyways, it's coming back uh, this summer. So I'm quite happy with that. Connor, will, Connor liked it. He'll be excited. So yeah. there, somebody I know has watched it besides you. How about that? Right, well, <laughs> I, I want to have him come on this podcast more often. Than, <laughs> um, God, what was... Uh, yeah, Shazam's underway. Um, Aquaman is pretty much finished. Spawn's actually going to be moving forward as a movie, which is very exciting. I'm excited that it's a Bloomhouse movie. They do some awesome shit, so that has me excited that it'll be weird and good. Well, I, I hope it's good. Yeah. But I, I liked the way... my So I read the whole article... Because I prepared myself for today. And um, I liked uh, Todd McFarlane compared the direction he wanted to go with this movie to Jaws. Meaning the movie's called Jaws, but literally you see Jaws, the shark, like a handful of times in that entire movie. And the Mm -hmm. rest is all the hunt for and the anticipation of and the fear that goes behind the shark and not the actual shark itself. Which is what he wants to do. He wants Spawn to be his Jaws. Which I thought was very cool. And I like that direction a bit. However, I feel comic book wise you can have Spawn be kind of in the shadows. Because you're reading But like action movie. Mm-hmm. I feel like I still love the, the Spawn movie. The original one. It, yeah. There's some bad crap acting yeah. in it. But also, it gave me real life, like, I want to be Spawn. I yeah. want to have that power, even though you really don't want to, because you no. want to be working for Malbolgia yeah. and, and the devil and stuff, but... John Leguizamo was the best part of that movie. 
For sure, though. He's, he's, <laughs> one, of my, he's one of my favorites. Um, What else? Yeah, there's, you know. Oh, uh, Tick is getting renewed. Yes, I'm very excited about that. That show was... was that's, that's one of those things I, yeah. I knew it, was going to happen. It was really good. They did an excellent job. It, it, it compared enough to the original one that you weren't like, well, I want Patrick Warburton back. Like, they did a good enough job replacing it, but changing it enough that it wasn't a direct copy of the original. Um, uh, so Tom Holland reportedly going to be in the new Venom movie. Well, he's seen on set, yeah. but that that's code so. word for being in. 100%. It's... Because they've also said that they didn't... This that is this going to be a standalone. Right. But I think a lot of it has to all tease because they know that they can't say certain shit. And it goes back to the Sony executive who was saying that it was connected, but then Marvel being like, it's not. And they're probably like privately calling her, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Because the symbiote suit's going to come in the Avengers movie. Right. Again, well, okay. I guess you don't need to tell us whatever thing's going to happen in the movie, so I'm okay with them kind of lying, trying to throw... But with how much like shade they're trying to yeah. throw to hide, it's like, we're going to find out. Right. The internet has given us more powers than anything to yes. debunk rumors and yes. shit. So, they did make a... So, they when whoever released that Tom Holland was on set, somebody had said Spider-Man was definitely going to be in this movie, and they kind of had to walk it back a little bit and say, all right, so Peter Parker's going to be in this movie. Not necessarily Spider-Man. Which means, which well, the, I think is better even. Well, they've even said, though, it's going to be set in uh, like L.A. A, yeah. So it's going to be away from New York. So maybe that's the opening credit scenes. Right. Who knows? Where they bump into each other or something. Yeah, we don't need them to be fighting no. each other. So No. Especially since this is supposed to be um, not a villain story, right? This is yeah, a... Yeah, he's hero, yeah. vigilante-ish. Yeah. yeah, so... So not starting off as the bad guy. Right. Um, that's cool. And that's what I always hate when they. I don't. I like him vigilante. I don't like him just straight up bad guy. No, although personally, I think with Venom, you kind of need that. I mean, he was such a great villain when he first came out. Like though that run with the black. The thing Spider-Man though is, you can't ever so reproduce good. that. Yeah. So allow him to be a bit of a dick. Yeah. Um, allow him to think he's better than Spider Man because I personally always thought that it was a better, yeah. better suit and better everything. Right. But uh, you know, don't have him go full on evil again. Right. I just don't like that. Um, something that has been uh, talked about for forever, and why they haven't made it yet, I don't know. But why the last man? <laughs> uh. I think they've just had a hard time finding a showrunner, and when they finally did, the guy that they chose went on to do American Gods. Okay, and then, that and, was good. And he, but he's split from that now. There's some. There was something going on. He didn't like the way stars wanted to go in the, the direction they wanted to go with American Gods, so he quit. So now he's available, um, and apparently he's the only one they want doing this show because they didn't move on with it otherwise, but... Well, that's interesting to know. Yeah. I, I, FX is going to be picking it up, and... Have Does that mean seen... it's going to be Marvel, then? What, what do you mean? Oh, yeah. FX is, Fox, is owned by Fox, and Disney now owns FX. Well, I mean, okay, we can't say then Marvel, Disney owns it. Right. So it's... 
And it's just their production. Yes. And did you hear yes. Fox is going to be called New Fox now? That's Ew. A, Gross. Stupid. It is. I can't wait till The Simpsons and Family Guy New start Fox. making fun of it. Yeah. Oh my God, they will. It's going to be amazing. Gotta wait till next season, but they probably are already writing jokes about all that oh, shit. Oh, for sure. Um, even so that, that The Simpsons predicted it yeah, 10 Dis- years ago. Disney buying everything. Well, yeah. it was... Uh, it was like a movie premiere poster, 20th Century Fox, a division of Disney. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, they... I mean, The Simpsons is like the Nostradamus of our time. <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking telling the future all the time. <laughs> um, but I, I I never read Why the Last Man. I know the premise of it. And I know that I that a lot of people really like it, so... I think it's a very good story to make into a show. Well, so Fox already has uh, The Last Man on Earth, which is a comedy. Yeah. Which I had at first thought, okay, they're doing why Then find out it's a comedy, I go, okay, this is not from the same book. It'll be interesting. Well, it's a whole different uh, premise either. Because oh, yeah. one has everyone's eradicated. This one, all the men eradicated except right. for him. So... It'll Lots be completely Odin. different, but I'm wondering though. I guess if you just call it "Why the Last Man," it's different than "The Last Man on Earth." But yeah. still, interesting to say the least. Right. Um, they could just call it "Why." Yeah. I don't know if that would work though. I don't know. It's kind of yeah. kind of catchy. Yeah. Yeah. Might not get some people. People who are paid to figure that shit out will figure it out. <laughs> uh. So there's uh. The Hasbro universe is pretty much debunked now. As I explained a couple weeks ago... The Hasbro movie universe. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The comic books are doing amazing, right. actually. And still so much that I didn't think it was going to be possible. And they did. Knowing full well, though, doing a cinematic... Just stop. And it seems like more movie studios have started realizing that. Yeah, you really don't need to... You can have properties, have different universes you create... Don't mish them all together. Right. Mishmash them all together. And so we're not going to see Ron the Space Knight or Mask, which the Mask one is disappointing. I think that could fully fit well within the G- like how they have it in the comics books now. It's part G.I. Joe, part Transformers. Right. Because the G.I. Joe Transformers universe is still Those viable. Are... They haven't crossed over yet. Say, they're separate, but it's not impossible to make them exist in the same realm yeah and and so but what's also interesting though is so they've pretty much canceled those uh or they are not being greenlit uh this the rom and the mask one however there is still uh going to there's a a gi joe reboot and a micronox movie planned for 2020 yes i'll totally watch another gi joe movie even though i thought the first one sucked. The second one wasn't too bad with the rock and everything. Oh, I just texted you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the Micronauts uh, movie will be interesting as well. And you have the Bumblebee movie. But I I also think they need to realize, though, the Transformers universe is not a universe people want to... No. ...to go into. Why does it need to... Why, do, why does it need to be expanded, you know, past what... It's already gone too far, in my opinion. <laughs> Very, well, we've already watched. <laughs> we we know our opinion on that. That's for sure. Um, all right. Uh, well, booze in a book this week. Unless you had anything else to say. Nope, that was all the news. All right. 
is something that uh, it's a movie that I seriously love, and it's a story, uh, a tale, if you will, as old as time. <laughs> and I picked up Bell, the Beast Hunter, uh, from Xenoscope. And what has always been said about Xenoscope uh, books, especially their covers, like I was going to flat out say that this cover wins best on tap. Yeah. Like their covers are always beautiful, and yeah. TNA sells. It is. They're, it's, it sucks because with their covers, they get a bad rap because they are TNA covers, but their books are usually very, like, women empowering. Yeah, they have a lot of women, almost all their books are following yeah. a woman in, usually even sometimes, uh, I forget what you'd call it, flip gendered in right. a male part right. or whatever they are. Yeah, with their, like with their Robin Hood. Yeah, and, and their stories are fucking good as well yeah so this one being the first of her universe this one being started because uh the other books like robin hood um pan as well those all have had a, previous stories this one it was just amazing and like i said i love beauty and the beast yes uh, you do it's cute <laughs> but this in this book uh what i love is she's talking to someone called candlestick which you later find out is kind of like her butler that that brought her up because her mom was a beast hunter as well. Hmm. Um, and her dad was in the military. And then when her mom didn't come back from a mission, the dad kind of went off and drank himself. So her butler raised her. Like, kind of like Batman. Yes, very much she like has, Batman. She has things. What I love the most, which I think will come in handy later, is when she was fighting a minotaur... She opened up this portal and sent it in there, and she was talking to Candlekeep, which you still did, or Candlestick, who you didn't know who that was at first. Right. She's like, "Why can't we just, you know, why can't I just go through the portal, you know?" And he's like, "You don't want to know what's on the other side. It'll take like a year off your life." So, almost thinking they set this up so far that she may go on the other side, which right. would be an interesting dimension, but that she secretly, covertly, in in our era. Fights monsters that come out. Very interesting. And there was... And having the voice in her head, like, it was kind of cool to hear them kind of chit-chatting. The... When she, she goes... Uh, some, she said something sassy, and she goes, You know me, I'm not a fan of surprises. <laughs> and then the word bubble for what Candlestick was saying was... Or was sigh. <laughs> and she goes, Did you just say the word sigh instead of you know sighing like uh. and he goes yes i want you to know how frustrating you are <laughs> great dialogue great banter back and forth in the last page of like what's coming out of the fucking ocean like mm. a lovecraftian fucking monster yes. which seems beyond her adds an extra mystery to this right love this fucking book i was almost going to review it even more um but i just want to say people pick it up the the art is gorgeous um it is it is something to behold, but that's most Xenoscopes. Now, what I'm going to pair it with may seem a little bit odd, but sometimes pairings aren't the best pairings. It's just what pops in your head sometimes. Mm -hmm. So I'm <laughs> tying this one to a Milwaukee's Beast. Oh, a Milwaukee's Beast? Milwaukee's Best, but everyone uh, calls it the Beast. Because it's terrible. Yes. <laughs> I don't recommend drinking it with this. But honestly, when I was like thinking, what else could pair with this? I just kept going back to it because 
in college, we all drank the beast. And yes. We felt like the beast the next day. You had to fight the beast the next yes. day. <laughs> so because of that, it's not as good of a pairing as, as I normally like to, but it also fits kind yeah, of. So. It does. It does. Right on. All right. Uh, give me some words of wisdom. Make up something. Um, We've been really lacking at this. We need some I know. some Picard. I have, uh, I have no kind of Picard pro tip. Um, I I got I got nothing. All right. When when somebody asks you if you want three shots at the end of the night, just say no. <laughs> that, those are <laughs> words for sure. <laughs> Wish I would have known those the other night. <laughs> oh, with that, stay thirsty for. Episode 300. Woo. Can't believe we made it this long. I know. <laughs> we haven't been canceled yet. I thought for sure you were going to die before that. 